when you look at it, the person who is standing and describing you for everybody, what access to locks or keys do they have? Are they given accurate information? The person who's speaking to the public should only give them public information. The person speaking to your family and friends should give them information pertaining to family and friends. But what you really need to be paying attention to is that third tier. So what locks about yourself are you giving to people and what keys about yourself that you are giving to people? That is how they're going to describe you. Welcome to Corners and Conversations by Just Contributor Support. Our mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. The purpose of this podcast is to expose you to different perspectives, experiences, and ideas. To be notified when JCS publishes a new episode, text the word PODCAST to 855-691-4921. That is so JCS can notify you directly. No spam, no emails, just a way for us to ensure you are notified about what we are investing in our community. Stay tuned. Peace, family. Hope all is well. We are back with episode 27. How will people describe you? Timestamps in the description if you wish to jump around as well. And so for some people who want the short answer, give them adjectives based on your actions. Okay. but I would like to start this off with just a mental exercise. So imagine yourself attending a funeral. At this funeral, there are people who are speaking on your behalf. Spoiler alert, you're the person who is in the casket. And as you can imagine yourself being able to listen, what do you think they would say about you? How do you vision yourself impacting those people who are attending your funeral? How did you remind them of things that pertain to you? What you need to think about is whatever adjective or how you wish for people to describe you, was it in a way that you are comfortable with or in a way that you respect yourself? This came about when I was speaking to a little rascal. He was having a hard day. And well, I worked at a program for at-risk youth. And as he was sitting there, you know, explaining his life story and nobody's about to disrespect me and I'm a die for mine and all that stuff. He sounds like an avid Kevin Gates fan. All of these things that he's saying that he heard in rap songs, pretty much. The question that I asked him to start the conversation worth having was, are you worth respecting? That kind of stopped him in his tracks. Now he's starting to think about it. What I was telling them was, did you educate people on how to respect you first before you felt disrespected? Because a lot of the things that people say, well, I don't want to feel disrespected. I don't like how people say things about me that I don't agree with. Whatever the reason is, what makes it so aggravating is that people have an expectation, but they didn't put out information in the beginning. They didn't clarify something. They didn't set boundaries on something. But they are upset when things don't work in their favor. I say that to say this is the actions that you are presenting and what people are paying attention to worth what it is that they discuss about you. What do people know about you? What is it they don't know about you? When you think of those two things, that's how you balance out any situations, whether you agree with it or not. Only you can provide that information. So when we talk about are you worth respecting, are you educating people? Are you informing people? Do you show that there is a higher level of respect or how people should respect you? A lot of the things that we expect of others is not that they're not respecting us. 
The question is, what examples of respect are we showing people to treat us? And I'm not saying just in a physical sense, like I'm going to show people by force I should be worth respecting. I don't have time for all that. If you get into a physical altercation with each person that you feel you have to educate and how they should respect you, you're going to get tired before the rest of the world. I promise you that. So when we talk about educating people, informing people and showing a high level of respect, what you have to think about is what structure, what format or what are your boundaries that you are setting? When I say things that you agree with and things that you disagree with, those discussions is what you have to be able to have or the way you present yourself is how people should understand and feel what they should be able to say or not say around you what they should be able to do or not do around you. There are some people you never had a conversation with, but how they carry themselves speaks to how you interact with them. And that is something that a lot of people are not paying attention to. Let's go back to that funeral analogy. If you were to imagine yourself how people was to describe you, will they describe the character that you had in mind or will they describe the person that they experienced or the things that they think you would want them to say while you're at a funeral? All of those things are valid, but at the same time, you don't have to wonder or worry about anything if you're giving people those examples that they can follow, if you're giving people those examples of how you wish to be treated, if you're giving people those examples of how you inform them on what it is they are doing that you agree with or what you disagree with. It's not about if people like you or not. How people describe you is based off of your actions, because those are going to be the things that speak in your absence. When I'm not with somebody, I imagine myself, well, excuse me, let me rephrase that. When I am not with somebody, they're going to be the representative of me. So if somebody else is talking about me, that person who's going to reflect on my actions, my character, and just my level of knowledge as a being, and they're going to speak on my behalf because that is what my actions compel them to do. If somebody was to walk up to you and say, I'm the type of person who don't do a podcast. I'm the type of person who don't have a civic organization to help youth. I'm the type of person who do not have, you know, written a book or have a publishing company to write books based off of my actions. You'll be able to say with confidence, well, no, I don't think you're describing the right person. Maybe we're talking about two different people because you're going to say, no, he has a podcast. This is what it is. We're listening to it. You're going to be able to say, well, no, he's written a book. He, he has books on his to-do list, so he's, he's doing something with his time. We were able to see the value out of what he's investing because my actions is what speaks to that. When somebody say, well, I don't think he has an organization that impacts people where it matters. The conversation would be, well, based off the facts, there is a website that you can go to so that if you need help with a letter of recommendation or a professional reference or a resume, that is an option. In fact, you could text, you know, a key phrase to this number and you could get the same value that I'm receiving as well. It is not me just talking about things. There's a system that is set up to provide actions to what it is that I'm in favor of. When you look at that same little rascal or if you was to put yourself in that little rascal's shoes, Was the disagreement really about people respecting him or not? Or was the disagreement about how much he did not know who he was, how much of an influence he did not think he would have in being impactful towards other people? So we say things that we don't mean. We do things that we don't mean. However, when the results of that comes full circle, we say we didn't expect it to go that way. 
We said that wasn't what I had in mind based off of what I was doing, or I wasn't in the right emotional state going about stuff that way. But all of that is irrelevant if you educate people on how to respect you. If you give people information or if you establish boundaries with people, that is going to be what makes the difference. Some people don't know if they have gone too far or not. Some people are not in a space where they are being held accountable. And by you not giving them a structure of how they should hold themselves accountable when they're around you, they're going to treat you how they treat everybody else. So if you're not like everybody else, you can't expect for people or assume for people to understand how you wish to be treated if you're not educating them. So once again, how will people describe you? When you think of a description, obviously it's an adjective, but it's more than that. Because if that's how they define you, how do they describe the people that you hang out with? If that's how they describe you, what is it that they expect of you when they have an interactions with you? There are some people who would treat me differently because the way how I care myself is different compared to other people in their support group. So that's why they can't talk to them about certain things. They'll have that conversation with me. I'm not saying I'm better than them. I'm saying I have a different perspective than what it is that the group or that individual's support group will be able to provide he or she with. That's what make the difference when somebody calls me and have a conversation with me because there's a certain level of expectation that goes with it. They know I'm not going to be the individual to just give them information and hang up the phone. I'm more of a, well, we're going to have to do some homework on this. I'm going to put them in a position where they have to hold themselves accountable. And now they would look at me differently when it's time for me to ask them something. I want you to look at it like this family. Let's imagine you have three keys and three locks. When you think of a lock is to secure something. So let's say each lock is a part of your identity. The reason why it is locked, because everybody should not have access to you whenever they feel like it. I think you're really devaluing yourself if you're always accessible. But I digress. So with these three locks, let's say the first lock is for the public. So if you used to give somebody that lock or used to give another person that key, that does not bother you because all they have access to is public information, information that anybody could find out if they wanted to better understand who you are. The second lock and the second key is information that only your family and friends have access to. If somebody has the second level lock, which is for family and friends, or the second level key, they will also have access to public information. The second tier of a lock or the second tier of a key can unlock the level before it, which was public information. The third lock is for restricting people from understanding who you truly are. That's the lock of self. The third tier of keys would be to unlock the self. So if you giving somebody who should only have access to public information, the first tier, a lock or a key, but yet you mistakenly give them access to tier three, which is information of self. You also gave them information about family and friends. Do you see how the conflict could come about? Understanding who you are with, who you surround yourself with and how you educate and inform them will also dictate what locks or what keys that you provide them with as well. That is something that a lot of people may not pay attention to, but it's something that can affect you. Making decisions with that mindset will provide context on how people will describe you. Your actions will be what they remember about you, how they were impacted by you, and how they will inform others about you. When you think about that, let's go back to that same funeral. 
when you look at it, the person who is standing and describing you for everybody, what access to locks or keys do they have? Are they given accurate information? The person who's speaking to the public should only give them public information. The person speaking to your family and friends should give them information pertaining to family and friends. But what you really need to be paying attention to is that third tier. So what locks about yourself are you giving to people and what keys about yourself that you are giving to people? That is how they're going to describe you. And those locks and keys are based off of your actions. So take that and reflect on it, family. Take care. And until next time. And that wraps up another episode, family. If you made it this far, thank you again for listening. If you wish to be a guest, we would love to have you. You can text the word guest to 855-691-4921 to get a direct link to sign up and provide a date and time. Take care of yourself, family. See you next time.